Working and cooperating every day as part of a diverse workforce also helps clear up misperceptions. <laughs> this is, this is, I love this paragraph more than I love certain members of my own family. <laughs> <laughs> on my second or third day on the job, I was paired with a young African-American woman who'd been at Amazon a few weeks longer than I had. While talking to Celine, I learned that she had to Uber to and from work every day because she didn't own a car. The cost of that short ride was $7.50 each way or about an hour's pay a day. When I discovered that she lived in a low-income housing project less than a mile from my house, I offered to drive her to and from work every day. At first, I was a bit apprehensive about this because I've seen too many episodes of The Wire. <laughs> I just like the idea that he's no. like, he's, no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but yes. he's actually not racist in the way that he obviously is, but instead is expecting he's going to get the like Italian mob thing of he's going to get in the front of the car and she's going to have like a garrote and be in the seat behind him. <laughs> he's been spending too flat. <laughs> yeah. They're going to know about the Lufthansa yeah. heist. <laughs> I said, don't buy anything. <laughs> See, I like once convinced an American that like the British version of The Wire was called The Bill. And I reckon I could get <laughs> that, that, that past true, this guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but, through my connection so to, but through my connection to Celine, I learned that the housing project is in fact just another quiet and orderly place filled with ordinary members of the working poor. <laughs> <sighs> so... I'm laughing at Ryan's reaction. What did you fucking you can't think see. it was? Orcs. He thought it was the like a pits that Urukai have to climb out of and then stab a man. <laughs> what the? F also, it's like yeah, the co it's you because the Quillette brain is so is so organized around just reaction to whatever it is that people they don't like do because, like I said, primal scream therapy for fedora guys. Um, it never even goes to the idea that maybe forcing employees to pay for their own travel to and from work is a way that bosses take from your paycheck and save from their own. Yeah. But it's just like, no, this is my opportunity to learn more it's about a different so culture. Insane, Did you know that the projects though, aren't like The Wire? Awesome. He is almost <laughs> developing something like class consciousness. Being like, hmm, this person working is getting screwed, and like, we actually have some things in common. And then that interferes with the prime directive of racism, and it just gets shut back down. <laughs> I, le I, learned that I learned that they have families just yeah. like me. Yeah. Cool. It's like the fucking racism Kobayashi Maru, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, man. I love Mimsy. I love his brain. I love his beautiful mind. <laughs> Some of what reporters like Carol Cadwallader and James Bloodworth report from their times, <laughs> I, cops, but yeah. well, James Bloodworth more of a cop than Cadwallader. He has a name has too points, cool for the actual person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, report from their time working undercover at Amazon seems rather histrionic. For instance, Bloodworth says he, had, he has had little time to eat a proper meal and had to quit buying bread and milk because these project products always went stale or sour before he had a chance to use them. Now, a fresh carton of milk is usually good for at least 10 days from the date of purchase. How many cartons of milk went stale during a three-week Amazon stint? And why not refrigerate or freeze your loaf to extend its life? It, it, it's so why hot not, in the warehouses that it's, they've worked out that it's cheaper to have a row of ambulances outside than air conditioning. No, but no, the no. Milk what I'm is saying is going to be fine. 
What I'm saying is what you have to do is you have to take a frozen bread loaf, break it apart, <laughs> and then dip it in your curdled milk. Be thankful you have a job at all, James. <laughs> I love it when Amazon just feeds me my uh, daily ration of Huel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amazon gives their little um, chests full of nutrient-rich uh, nutrient uh, uh, popsicles that you can just eat. Don't ask where they come from, though. <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm Meanwhile, just the corpse has finally point. been moved. <laughs> can I, can I, can I, people can I? have got this strange new food that they've never had before. Yeah. Tastes like line manager. <laughs> can I can I can I bring things down for a second? Bring it down. In a in a, not in a good way. Um so there was a recent article in the BBC about um an investigation into a police constable here who uh was like alone in a house after oh, I heard a, about a this. child yeah. a child had died and I th- I think because of privacy concerns they didn't report the consequences, but obviously it was a minor who was dead and the family were out for some and I assume because they had to be out of the space because of the, the trauma involved. But the child's body was still in the house while the police constable was there, and he suddenly decided to just use their Sky TV to, like, start watching porn and, like, running up a bill, which is fucked up as shit, and, like, obviously he should be punished for this. But the thought crossed my mind for a second that I don't think this dumbass realizes how fucking traumatic it can be to be around dead bodies if you're not expecting it. Mm. And, like, the idea that it's like, oh, you should just be grateful that you have a slurry. Like, to me, it just seems... How? Because I mean, think about think about that with a cop. Like, fuck cops, but still, like, cop was obviously so. I, I I presume was either a complete piece of shit to the point that just wasn't didn't care at all, or was also similarly fucked up by the experience of encountering yeah, a dead but child. Who, who like, gets so fucked up that they end up watching porn on Sky because of it? Because that's really <laughs> basic porn too. I mean, it's like, oh fuck, Al- I'm, Alice, I'm so fucked Alice, up. Alice, I have sorry. to watch Babe Station about this. Your <laughs> uh, your, your tastes are so stratospherically uh, specific that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's the thing. He couldn't get a good enough connection to get onto the fucking Catgirl Discord that he's normally uh, on. That's, so that's he had a to good use point. He had to use Sky. Yeah. No, but I mean, I was just thinking about that. That like the extent to which these things don't. I've been thinking about that story for a while, and it's like the extent to which those things don't become real to you until you've had to experience it. And it's so weird to me how all this stuff seems to take for granted that these people aren't being histrionic and they aren't making it up. That like it's actually bad. And I just don't understand. There's a part of me that's always like, why do you have to go to such lengths to force people to like, like they, 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 why does someone literally have to have this experience f- forced upon them before they're yeah. like, Oh, well, well maybe, it's, maybe it's, these people who are complaining it's are right. It's designed to like, um, get you to like kill off your empathy, right? Like all of this ice stuff, for instance, there's plenty of people who are just like totally blase about actual video of like sick kids and cages and stuff. Um, yeah, and I, I guess the thing for me is just more that, but then I realized that people like Mimsy are going to see this stuff and just be like, well, well, at least I was able to buy a pack of frozen hot dogs. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah the thing, like, the it's, thing, it's the, it's just, it's like it doesn't, like they have this insulation that other people don't have mm-hmm. in their fucking brains. Yeah, of course. The thing about the thing about the Quillette writer mindset, and this is the case I think across the board, is that they have just their whole thing is about being self-congratulatory because they have an unpopular opinion. Yeah, although, to be fair, that's a hell of a defense mechanism. If you're actually sitting there next to the corpse or whatever, as a a psychological way of coping, to be like, well, actually, this is awesome, I'm being very logical about this, unlike these cucks. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, oh, you're troubled about one corpse, you're so emotional. Mm. I understand how these working practices deliver us frozen hot dogs 0.1% cheap. <laughs> exactly, that's got to be quite comforting. You think this You think this brutality of labor is bad, this person died? Well, I have something to tell you about halal slaughter. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> so, uh, carry, carrying on slightly, um, 
I don't see why Amazon, he goes on, should be held responsible for its employees' diets or personal habits. And this looks to me like a lot of buck passing of personal responsibility. Uh, <sighs> we love personal responsibility, don't we, yeah. folks? If you have like if you have thirty seconds to eat, it's not his fault that you actually that you like <laughs> couldn't defrost your hot dog. No, Maybe you should have planned like, in advance. Look, you know, Communist Manifesto was written two hundred years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Um no. Slightly, Marxist well, two hundred years ago. Communist Manifesto translations written. and then anime adaptations and but stuff. All right, yeah, you've got at least hundred and fifty years of um, you know, superstructures evolving to stop people developing class consciousness, right? You know, media superstructures. Uh, legislative superstructures, etc., et Quillette. And that's the point we've got to. And even allowing for 150 years of an absolute onslaught on the idea of class consciousness, I still don't really understand how you get to the point that Mimsy's just got to. Mm. Uh, well, I can't by being, um, by being a, a, a mendacious moron. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I want, also, I want to see 19th century yeah. Quillette where it's like this, but for like <laughs> a loom or something that's just crushed a child. <laughs> and, and to be like, well, yes, okay, that is very bad, but it is abnormal. And you Edited do wear by cloth. Mr. Gradgrind. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's like, well, you might get mercury poisoning working in a hattery, but it also makes nice hats. So it's impossible to tell if it's good or bad. <laughs> um, I'm sure like, that existed. Oh, and, for and the sure. Thing yeah. is, when I say that Mimsy's mendacious, I don't even mean that he's necessarily lying. He's just so stupid that nothing he says could possibly be taken seriously. <laughs> and, and that is a really good point, isn't it? The idea he's that, so like, stupid that everything he says is in bad faith. That, that, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that it's very hard to delineate bad faith versus stupidity with these people. Mm. Yeah, because you can't tell if the own is just this dumb manufactured well, line. There's the famous Napoleon line, isn't there? Like, never assume malice where you can ascribe incompetence. But the well, um, that combines both. The yeah, follow-up yeah, follow to that, yeah, exactly. That you know, it reaches a point where malice and incompetence, like the distinction, is meaningless. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> Quillette is basically a bunch of muttleys without a dick dastardly. So there was there was famously there. I think it was it was either Clausewitz or Yeomany. There was this quote about like how to to, to gauge the worth of of your 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 officers in the military and it was like the people who are smart and motivated should be on your general staff because they're the ones who generate the best plans and outcomes the people who are lazy but smart are the best combat commanders because they're the ones who are going to be able to like find the easiest path to like whatever it needs to be accomplished but the ones you really have to watch out for are the ones who are stupid and motivated because they'll cause so much more damage <laughs> than you have time to fix and it's like Quillette a magazine of stupid and motivated people is demonstrating that principle Carl Peters mm. who just like got together a private army in the 1880s and went and took like thousands and thousands of square kilometers for Germany and then went back to Bismarck and said like I've taken Tanganyika and Bismarck was just like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs>